when I say teeter-totter economy, I really do mean teeter-totter economy. We had the Dow and the NASDAQ pick up some points. The S&P pick up some points yesterday after getting creamed Monday. But guess what? It's back down today. And it's going to continue to do this teeter-totter. And I wish I could show you guys my hand signals. But basically what happens is you have a big decline, small rise up. Big decline, small rise up. And it's I call it the the uh, the teeter-totter, the totalitarianism. But basically you have this short decline of value over time. And these small little declines add up and cascade into one event eventually coming and i think that that event's going to happen between november and december of this year and joining to me today dual phd dr kirk elliott economist talking about what is happening in the world powell uh the economy the dow we had a big tumble this last week kirk what's up man well i'm doing great how are you doing i'm doing fantastic man thank you appreciate you joining me today oh of course it's my pleasure it's another another (laughs) Beautiful day in paradise, right? With the markets just wild. They're just absolutely wild. But what's what's interesting, Josh, is that uh, the the people on the left, like the big institutions like Goldman Sachs and Bank of America and Chase, who are like Biden supporters, are now starting to eat their own. Right? It's like mm. they're they're all trying to posture, knowing that they can't fix what they created. Right? So. When you've got people like the World Bank and the IMF and, and Biden saying, this is Putin's fault, right? Nonstop, that's the narrative. This is Putin's fault. If it weren't for him, uh, we wouldn't have these inflationary pressures. Well, well, that's interesting because even Jerome Powell, who's testifying before Congress, you know, basically said, uh, well, all right. Yeah, Putin made things kind of bad, but inflation was here before this conflict. Um, and, and nobody wants to take the credit or the blame for that, right? Whatever you want to call it. But but now you've got big institutions that are starting to say really stupid things, Josh, like Goldman Sachs. Here's our headline from yesterday. Um, the probability is increasing for a global recession. Okay. I, I agree. However, probability is 100% because we're in a global recession. It's not like... It's not like they can't admit, though, that we're in one because of their policies. They're still blaming it on Putin, right? But all that a recession is is two quarters of economic decline in a row. Well, we've been in economic decline since mid-COVID. So go all the way back to the beginning of 2021. Technically, after three quarters of economic decline, we're in a depression. So in reality, we're in a global depression economically. But this is this is a bad one. Because it's different. It's not a deflationary depression like the Great Depression, which was where economic slowdown, people weren't working, jobs were hard to find, and so prices came down to try to entice people to buy anything, right? The merchants just wanted people to buy stuff, and they didn't really have a printing press back then to really speak of. Well, now, they, the way that they try to get us out of recession and depression is by printing money. Right. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. print it and people will spend it. Well, that causes inflation. So this is why we, we are not in a recession, a recession slash depression like we've known in the past. We're in a stagflation. We're in a, an inflationary depression, meaning prices are going up while people are losing their jobs. And that's the worst of all possible outcomes. 
you know, it, it's it, it's crazy because I think we were in a similar situation back around the early 1970s, correct? Mm-hmm. In the 19, we came out of the Bretton Woods Agreement, went off of the gold standard, um, basically went to a straight fiat currency. Um, there is a major gas and fuel crisis throughout the world. Inflation was rising. Um, and, you know, I was reading an article yesterday in Zero Hedge, and it was talking about, and, and this reminded me of you, I actually gave you a call out on the show last night, because one of these economists said that the raise, the rising of interest rates will do nothing until those interest rates match actual CPI. Yep. And it's like a truck running down a hill with no brakes. And until you put the equal amount of pressure to reduce the inertia of that truck, it's never going to stop. It's going to keep going. Actually, what it's going to do is if you put a slight little resistance on the tires, it's going to burn the brakes out. It's going to burn the tires out, and it's going to skyrocket. And this is exactly what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the, the preparation for global economic collapse, for the collapse of the dollar. Now, Powell said today, um, he said, it is a possibility our rate rises could cause a recession. Then he says, I don't think we'll provoke a recession. So he contradicts himself here. And then he also says that the federal rate hikes will not bring down gas and food prices. And he's right on that because inflation is is a measure of this, incre- this decreased value, the debasing of the value of the dollar. And if you don't have your interest rates matching CPI, consumer price index, you're never going to stop the inflationary price that is occurring. And so this is just ludicrous. Powell knows better. He knows exactly how to fix the economy. Every economist out there is looking at this. And if there's anybody who's looking at this right now saying, oh, we're in a good position, you know, to all recover. These guys need to be fired from their job because they don't know what they're doing. Right. And so, okay, so this whole concept, and you and I have talked about this before on, on your show, about rates having to equal inflation for him to stop it. Okay, so I agree with that. However, what I disagree with is them using CPI to measure inflation. Mm. Because here's the thing. Remember, so back in 1983, interest rates were 18%. If you were to buy a house, 30-year mortgage was 18%. So why did they get that high? I never look at a number and say, okay, that's fine. I I look at how did we get to that? Because that's what economists look at. It's a cause and effect, right? So inflation at the time was 14.7%. So when they raised rates to 18%, they squashed the inflation that built the framework for success that Reagan had for over 20 years of economic growth, right? Fast forward to 1996. Clinton actually assigned the Boskin Commission to artificially lower official inflation on the CPI because they didn't want cost of living adjustments to go out for entitlements and everything else. To be, they wanted to minimize that. So they, they artificially lowered inflation. So when we see inflation today at 8.5, that's not the same measurement as what we used in 1983. If you use that same measurement, apples to apples, after Clinton changed the measurement, well, today inflation's really at around 24.8%. Mm-hmm. So in reality, yeah, you have to raise rates to equal the inflation or more. But are they going to raise rates to 25% to slow down inflation? I don't think that they will. 
which is why now they've got issues because they can't kill the monster that they created. I, if they rose rates to 80 to 25 percent, yeah, that's the medicine that would heal the patient, but that same medicine also kills the patient. So, so it's like just catch 22, and, and they're stuck behind it. So that tells me we're stuck with slowly rising rates, at, which are actually increasing because two months ago they raised rates a quarter of a point. Last month they raised rates a half a point. This month they raised rates three quarters of a point. What does that tell you? It tells us they're, they're spinning out of control. They don't know how to stop it. And they just keep accelerating that. But it's not going to do a hill of beans of difference to slow down inflation. All it's going to do is kill the bond market, kill the stock market. And we're stuck with inflation because they're not doing enough to slow it down. Yeah, and this is a sad sight to see because we are watching the systematic destruction of our economy by people who have the ability to change it. These people have the ability to save the U.S. economy, to save the U.S. dollar, but but they're choosing not to. They're, they're choosing to let it fall to the wayside, to let it decline, and, and this has a bigger agenda afoot. They're trying to usher in a global economic collapse so that they can change the whole face of the global economy and infiltrate the United States government, uh, United States of America, at top of that, but that's a different conversation. So. What can we see as this progresses? Because we know inflation rates are only going to rise. We right. know that these numbers are going to get worse and worse and worse. We have these little teeter-totters in the economy where we'll have kind of slight little rises up and big declines downward. Um, what are you seeing over the next few months? Mm. It's a good question. And because this is what – it's the same question that everybody asks me 20 times a day when they call, <laughs> right? So – that's why it's a good question because I'm sure if you're thinking about it, everyone that calls me thinking about it, all your listeners are thinking about it. So because the interest rates aren't going to actually slow down, they're going to continue on. It's another 7 to 8 this year, right? Every time they do that, it causes the stock market to come down more, causes the bond market to come down more, and it causes gold and silver to go up. And why is that, though? Because when you raise rates and we have debt up to our eyeballs in this country, that cost of debt service goes up. And let's face it, if nobody had any debt, who gives a flip if interest rates go to 30%, right? Mm -hmm. doesn't really impact you directly. But that's not the case for America. We're at debt personally, corporate America, municipal governments, state governments, federal government. And then you've got banks that have debt and banks that have derivatives debt which is highly leveraged, it's like this is this debt spiral, it's the Achilles heel of our economy. So with raising rates, it's going to pinch people living at the margin. They're not going to have enough money to spend. Corporate revenues will come down, and therefore the stock market will just get hit hard. So that's what I see over the next few months is a continual acceleration, actually, of stock market declines because the higher interest rates go – the farther away from living at the margin every American is because of their debt, and they're just going to continually spend less. Yep. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, and uh, we're going to go to commercial, pay the bills. But then we're going to come back with Dr. Kirk Elliott, and we're going to talk more about the dwindling economy and what you guys can all do to help protect yourself. We'll be right back here 
with more of the Dark Delight Show. Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, the Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. We're talking to Dr. Kirk Elliott of GetGoldToday.com. And he's an economist, and he is probably one of the subject matter experts on the topic of the economy um, that I know. And, I mean, you guys need to know this guy, too. I'm telling you, you have to get in contact with his team. GetGoldToday.com or give them a call, 720-605-3900. Kirk, we were just talking about the capital markets. And, and one thing that I wanted to bring to the people's attention is the supply chain. Now, in order for companies to buy raw materials, to go out there and buy crude oil or to, to get supplies imported into the United States – they have to do upfront purchases, which companies don't usually carry that level of capital around with them. So what happens is they take out money from a bank. The bank gives them short-term loans, and they go out there. They do these purchases of all of this, uh, these resources, and then they have those shipped over. And this happens in multiple different scenarios because you know they don't have the upfront capital to pay for all these supplies. What's going to happen? When that dries up, what's going to happen when the banks no longer can give money to these corporations, to these businesses and organizations to go out there and make these purchases? Well, 
it's it's kind of a problem or really a problem and and we've we've known this for a while because uh fall of last year the fed did a reverse repo mechanism where they stripped two and a half trillion dollars of liquidity out of the banks so they're they're stripped for capital already and when they're stripped for capital they're very reluctant to loan any money out because a they don't have it and the limited amount they have they got to make sure that whoever they're giving it to has the best credit score that they can possibly find, right? So, so they're just really not lending very much out. Well, let's say that you were, I don't know, any kind of a manufacturer of anything, and you needed to buy some silver or steel or copper or whatever to manufacture your stuff. Well, if you don't have any money, well, then what? Well, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to get those components to build stuff. So, when when the banks are starved for capital, the finished goods on the store, store shelves are not going to be there. And go to any store in America, and they're like out of certain things all the time. I mean, big empty spaces on the shelves. I think this is a function of the liquidity at the banks because they don't have that short-term operating capital, which is not a long-term loan. Usually when people get inventory loans, it's like a 30-day loan or less. You get it, you build it. You sell it and you pay it back. So these aren't long-term loans. And this is the problem moving forward. It will slow down the economy like nothing we've ever seen. And this is why there, there is a lot of supply chain disruptions because you go back to every person along the, uh, the manufacturing trail, right? So, you know, a, a TV needs plastic and it needs silver and it needs, you know, chips, right? Then you go to the chip manufacturers. They need all the stuff that they need. And you keep going down the line. If nobody has any capital, you're not going to get any finished goods. And where we've seen this the most is in the car industry. There's, you know, tens of thousands of cars in these new car lots that can't be sold because they don't have chips. Well, the chip manufacturers probably can't get a loan to actually make the chips. And this is why we're seeing these disruptions. And... As this economic turmoil continues, as the economy begins to sink downward in this teeter-totter fashion, what's going to happen is banks are going to tighten the noose, rates are going to go up, so nobody's going to want to take out these these short-term capital loans, but it's going to destroy production, manufacturing, shipping, importing, and exporting, which means that our supply chain is going to get massively hit. Now, as the supply chain gets hit, that means that means the cost of production increases. That means that the the supply decreases. Well, demand stays relatively the same. So, if demand is staying the same, if people still need the same supplies and products and so forth, and the production price is going up, and the supply is going down. That means that the price is going to skyrocket, and this adds on to that CPI number. Right. And totally. So, I mean, yeah. And and it adds on to the PPI number, which adds into the CPI number because the producer price index is even a better indicator of inflation than the CPI, which is very highly manipulated. But even the PPI is manipulated, but it went up to 10.8% which is the cost that manufactures inflation, but that's still not telling the full picture. It's like, I still don't believe it, Josh, because 
what what is the price of of diesel fuel done well like doubled what about other fuel doubled what about oil well up like 70 percent what about wheat oh up 40 percent what about i mean everything is up more than 10 percent so i don't even believe those numbers but the the ppi numbers are actually worse than the cpi which is the consumer and finished good level the producer prices is the wholesaler level mm-hmm so in in relative short, we are in for a global superstorm for the economy and the supply chain. And yeah. then that also affects infrastructure because our infrastructure is dependent upon the supply chain. It supports supply supply chain and it's dependent upon the supply chain. So we're seeing this perfect storm forming right now with the American economy and the global economy at that. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it, if you look at even things that, that I use as one of the best leading indicators of, of economic growth um, is, is Baltic Dry Index, which measures the movement of raw materials from like the producing nations like Australia producing coal and, you know, everything else. And then they ship in those big, huge cargo ships to like China where they manufacture it. So the Baltic Dry Index measures that. How much is the Baltic Dry Index down? It's down 80% from its peak, which means we're, we're only functioning at about 20% of what we were a few years ago. It's like, oh, my word, the, the whole global economy is shutting down. This means manufacturing isn't actually happening when it should be happening right now in a post-COVID world. Where stuff wasn't manufactured for two years, you'd think with manufacturing demand would be exploding and through the roof. Well, in some industries it is, like like electronics, right? Because I can tell because of what I do in, in the gold and silver markets, the demand for silver is off the charts manufacturing-wise and everything else because it's needed in every electronical component that there is, right? So, so you look at, at that. Imagine what silver would be doing if Trump were president, right, and actually growing an economy. Mm-hmm. Silver's doing very well in a sluggish economy because the manufacturers have been shut down for two years. And the manufacturing demand for silver is the highest it's been in a couple of years. Now add to that low supply, high demand, prices are going through the roof. This is why in a world where nobody has much to smile about, we can smile about our finances because if you allocate into something like silver, a tangible asset that goes up with inflation, when you've got that much uh, supply chain disruptions, it's off the rails, safest investment in the world. And so, Kirk, this is what you're recommending is if you have these old non-managed worker 401ks, if you're over, what, 59 if you have an IRA at any age, doesn't matter. Uh, if you want to open an IRA or if you just got some cash laying around, yep. get in the gold and silver today. Yes. 100% right. get into silver today. And, and so this is for people out there. We're, we got to go to a break here in less than two minutes. But, Kirk, tell us how your team can help them. we got two minutes. So – if you're interested in, in getting out of the path of this hurricane, right, locking in some profits that you might have in the stock market uh, because it's coming down and coming down rapidly. I mean, good grief. We're on pace for a 70% market correction in 12 months in the NASDAQ, 50% in the Dow. Get out, right? 
Call us, 720-605-3900. Tell us Josh sent you, and uh, we'll take good care of you. Free consultation. Strategize your way out of this storm and get you out of harm's way. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight show. I hope everybody enjoyed that segment with Dr. Kirk Elliott. And I hope it got you. I hope that you started looking, man, maybe I should call this guy at 720-605-3900 because it, it deserves a conversation. You know, I can sit here and talk the economy all day long. I can sit here and talk about monetary policy and how it's ruined this country and how central banks are the devil. But at the end of the day, you know, what's happening in this world is a transition of the wealth of the middle class, of the poor of the world, to the elite. And the elite, the countries, are buying up gold and silver. They're buying up resources. They're buying up things that you can touch, tangible things. And so if you have a 401k and you are getting beat down by it, if you have that 401k and it's just been sitting there and you're going, oh my goodness, I just need to get out of this thing. Even if you do have one through your employer, I would highly recommend giving them a call, talking to one of Kirk's team members or talking to Kirk directly and seeing what your options are, seeing what a financial advisor is actually going to say. And this is different than your actual financial advisors that you go to. Those people are going to get you into mutual funds or bonds. And yeah, I, I just wouldn't trust them too much because they're all about the profitability. Kirk has a dual PhD, one in economics, one in theology. He's a God-fearing man. And they have the motto of people over profits. So please give them a call or go ahead to getgoldtoday.com, G-E-T-G-O-L-D-T-O-D-A-Y.com, or give them that call at 720-605-3900. You know, the Second Amendment is a big conversation piece that is on a lot of people's minds. Last night on the Daily Dose on redpills.tv, my podcast, I kind of went over a little bit of the Second Amendment, what the Second Amendment means, and why our lawmakers cannot impunge or infringe upon the Second Amendment. Article 4, Section 3 and 4 basically states that Congress has certain rights and responsibilities, and they cannot overextend those. And nowhere in there does it say that they can reinterpret the Constitution, that they can change a constitutional amendment. Now, the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia, the people to bear arms, these, these are separate items. And I want people to understand this because what we're talking about here is not one thing that says... Just one sentence. A well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The commas in the Second Amendment are critically important. It's talking about separation. So the way you read it is you say the Second Amendment is a well-regulated militia. The Second Amendment is being... The uh, Second Amendment is for 
being necessary for the security of a free state. The Second Amendment is the right of the people to keep and bear arms. The Second Amendment shall not be infringed. And so that's how I like to read it, because that's how the founders actually constructed this. That the Second Amendment is pertinent to a relegated militia. It is critical as a necessary measure to the security of a free state. And it is the right of the people to keep and bear arms. And so when we have 14 Republicans in the Senate, this is Republicans, you can now change their title to rhinos, that vote for red flag gun laws, who vote for gun control, you know we're in for a storm. The GOP supporters were Senator John Corns, Texas, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Cocaine Mitch, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Todd Young of Indiana, Joni Ernst of Iowa, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, Susan Collins of Maine, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Thomas Tillis of uh, Thomas Tillis and uh, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Rob Portman of Ohio, Ohio, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia. So if there was a list of senators to vote out, that be them. That is them. Because here's the thing. If we look at the statistical analysis of less guns or more guns, Governor Gavin Newsom recently joined True Social, Donald Trump's platform, and he posted a video on there. And he says, you know, everybody out there, I got a, I got a problem. and I'm wondering if you guys can help me with this. Can you tell me why that the highest murder rate in seven out of the ten top states are red states? And I replied to him, which for some reason got deleted. But I said, yeah, Governor Newsom, actually what you're doing is you are manipulating the truth. You are manipulating the facts. That it's very true that seven out of the ten red states have the highest murder rates with guns, with guns. But what he's not telling you is that it is liberal controlled cities in those red states that have the highest murder rates. It is liberal controlled cities that have massive ordinances on guns, high restrictions on guns in those cities that have those high murder rates. They will stop at nothing until they take our guns away. But what they're going to do is not necessarily take our guns away, but limit our access to ammunition. And this comes with a supply chain crunch as well, because you're about to see skyrocketing prices of ammunitions. You thought you thought $32 for 45 APC was high? Oh, you just wait till you see $100 boxes of 45 APC for 50 rounds, for 20 rounds. Wait till you start seeing $100 boxes of 20 rounds of 223556. It's coming. Gas and ammo are going to have something in common. Is that they're both being manipulated. So, what I recommend is we start getting on the phone. We start calling our representatives and screaming bloody murder to them. 
because this is not a good situation for America to be in. We know that once they get control of our guns, once they get control of our ammo, then they come for us. And I've called this out. I've said, listen, the way that they are going to take down gun owners, it's very, very simple, and it's already started. Right after the Congress passed almost uh, unanimously after the Uvalde and the Buffalo shooting, the gun control bill that is now in the Senate, which just got passed, we had a red flag gun law in Maryland take effect, of which police went to a veteran's house at 5.30 in the morning to arrest him and take his guns away because a neighbor complained about him because he, they, the neighbor claimed he was mentally unfit. The police busted in his house and he was armed because if you bust into my house at 5.30 in the morning or if I hear noise or ruckus outside, I'm going to be armed too. And the police come in and he puts down his weapon to his side and they tell them why they're there and he reached for his weapon and they shot and killed him. See, that's what they're going to do. They're going to come in the middle of the night. They're going to do no-knock warrants. They're going to raid people's houses and they're going to take out the middle infrastructure of support. What I mean by that is They're not going to take out the leaders and the organizers of these organizations or of these these movements. They're not going to take out the the lower people, the people on the bottom who who are just gun owners and, you know, maybe one day would be willing to fight for their country. Instead, they're going to take out those middle people who connect those two levels. They're going to take out the middle people who are the organizers, the people who bring people together, the leaders And they're going to come in the middle of the night. And I want to ask you this. If at 5 o'clock in the morning, you hear rustling outside, you go to your window, and you see 50 armed federal officers busting down a door of your neighbor, who's your friend. All of a sudden, you hear gunshots. Are you going to go defend your neighbor? 99.999% of the people say no. Because that is a suicide situation. And that's how they're going to do it. That's how they're going to come in and take our guns. And so this is something that we need to be on alert about. Because right now, the Second Amendment is under attack. Americans' freedoms, rights, and liberties are under attack. And I don't see anybody doing anything to protect them. I don't see anybody standing up against it. On the other hand, we're still seeing more manipulation in the votes. Georgia, in particular. Something strange is happening in Georgia. Vernon Jones is the latest Trump-endorsed candidate to lose a runoff election in the Peach State. A clean sweep for Never Trump. He lost almost every election in Georgia. In 2016, Donald Trump won the state of Georgia 50.4% to 45.3%. Republicans won the state in every presidential election since 1992 when Bill Clinton took the state, uh, thanks to Ross Perot. In 2020, the president increased his votes in the state by 372,000, but still lost. (coughs) We know what happened there. And now we're seeing all of his candidates who were endorsed lose. 
We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about the voter fraud that is happening in Georgia and a few other stories. We'll be right back with Dark Bloodshed. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. My good friend Candace Taylor, she ran for governor in Georgia. Uh, She was not a Trump-endorsed candidate. She knows Trump. She spoke to Trump. But Trump had to go with Purdue over her. But see, she has internal documentation. She has counts of all of her supporters, which are now filling out affidavits, legal documents certified by a public notary that they voted for Candace Taylor. And what they're finding out is in some counties in Georgia, which are relatively small, there's maybe 50 or 100 people in that county, that she's finding that she had, let's say, 75 supporters in a county of 100 And those 75 people are signing affidavits saying that they voted for her, but yet her vote tally was only 5% of that. Doesn't make any sense, does it? Well, that's the problem, is her numbers throughout the whole night of the gubernational primary were 5% that of Kemp's. Every county was 5% that of Kemp's. As if what they did is Kemp got 5% of the vote and she got 95% of the vote and they just swapped those numbers. And insiders are telling her that the good old boys club in Georgia is stealing the elections. 
that they are stealing it for the Republicans and they are stealing it for the Democrats. Because like I've said before, this is not a left, radical left problem, voter fraud. It is a right and left problem. That's what's going on here. They are stealing elections still and nothing is being done. This should concern you more than anything in the world. I'm telling you, something big is going to happen in November, and it's not going to be what we expect. It's going to throw the world into turmoil. And it's going to start with the midterm elections, whether the Democrats are going to steal it for the Republicans and blame the Republicans and come after them, or rampant voter fraud by the liberal left, the radical left, to steal these elections once again. Either way, it's going to bring people to the precipice. In other news, we've been talking about the attacks on infrastructure and the attacks on the supply chain. This is something that I've mentioned in my Firestorm event that I brought to people for many, many, many years now. One thing that I said is that you will see cyber attacks on infrastructure. You'll begin seeing that uh, these infrastructure attacks are related directly to cyber terrorism. I said that these Almost over 100 fires nowadays that we're seeing in the food processing, manufacturing, and distribution plants around the country. Three of them in one county alone in Wisconsin are not accidents. These attacks on pipelines and oil refineries that mysteriously have fires are not accidents. And today, I get a little validation on what I've been talking about. If you've heard of the Freeport liquid natural gas, liquefied natural gas refinery that is in Texas, it suffered an explosion as its liquidation plant next port terminal in, on Texas's Quintana Island. The damage suffered means the facility is not expected to resume operations until late 2022. June 8th disruption had an immediate impact in spiking already soaring European gas prices and has reinforced Russia's ability to hold gas supplies to Europe at the risk of retaliation of the European Union sanctions imposed on Russia over the war in Ukraine. They came out actually yesterday, Freeport, and said that most likely they're going to have to shut down the refinery because it's older. Guess who they're blaming now for this fire? That's right. Russia, Russia, Russia. They're blaming Russia's GRU military intelligence service, part of their cyber union, to hacking the LNG, overloading some machinery, creating immense pressures, causing the explosion. And they're going to utilize that as an attack on America. They're going to start linking all of this back to Russia. But see, this isn't Russia who's doing this. This is the deep state. This is the cabal. This is the new world order. And the reason I say that this is not Russia, because Russia has everything to gain from this. But so do the globalists. Because a war with Russia right now stops the forward progression of these two rogue nations, China and Russia, who are against the globalists in their progression towards a new world order. Putin said, the old world order is done. That the new world order is going to be nation-state derived. 
China and Russia are no longer playing the game of the globalists. They both have fifth columns inside that are working against them. I understand that. But the United States, Western nations, NATO nations, they are prepping for war with Russia and war with China. Because that's the only way that the globalists can stop them. We were talking about yesterday in the Daily Dose podcast in Lithuania. There is a rail track that basically stretches from Russia into a Russian province that is one of the uh, year-long access points for Russia to the Baltic Sea. And Lithuania has shut down that rail transport. Which means that critical supplies cannot get there. Personnel cannot get to the island that is owned by Russia. And Russia is calling this an act of war because Lithuania is a NATO nation. And so with that being said, we go into the summer with the preparation of war happening globally, with the preparation of global economic collapse occurring, with the summer of love about to kick off. I guess here on Friday is when the Supreme Court is apparently going to start making these decisions, apparently on Roe versus Wade, which means that the summer of love could kick off as early as Friday night in a lot of these liberal-controlled cities. And we are headed towards systematic global collapse on all fronts, social Cultural, political, economic, militaristic. The world is being plunged into chaos. It was interesting. There's a rare planetary alignment that's occurring every day, every morning uh, in June. If you go out and you look at uh, the eastern sky where the sun's going to rise, all the planets are lined up. And that hasn't happened since 1864. An interesting year in our country's history. Because I can just say two words here. That was during the Civil War. And history doesn't repeat itself, but it surely does rhyme. There is a few books by a few college professors. One's called The Fourth Turning. The other one's called Generations. And it's the same author as Generations, just goes a little bit more in depth. Which talks about the 90-year cycles of humanity. The 90-year cycles of economic collapses. The 90-year cycles of, of war. And we are approaching that 90-year cycle right now. We are in the midst of that 90-year cycle right now. And I don't want to be right. I dislike being right about these things. But unfortunately, as we look at the narrative, as we see what's unfolding, this is what is coming forth. This is what tomorrow looks like. So get ready, get prepared. Call Dr. Kirk Elliott, 720-605-3900. Get that gold and silver. Visit our other sponsor, My Patriot Supply. You can find them at redpills.tv slash patriot. And don't forget to check me out at redpills.tv for our weekly, our nightly past podcast. Much love, respect. We'll see you guys tomorrow on another episode of the Dark Delight Show. Have a great night. Take care.